the Folgers incest commercial. Like if you what? what? Oh my god, you guys don't know the Folgers incest commercial? Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait. There's like there's a commercial that like they would air like all through like the like the eighties and nineties about this. I mean, like, I'm sure I've seen this, but it's this like yeah, older brother and it's like his like tween sister like stayed up all night like waiting for her like older brother to, like come home for college and they like have this weirdly intimate like like no one else is awake yet in the house thing where he like they like make fucking Folgers coffee together and like sit in the kitchen and, she, and she's like you're my Christmas present this year and it's like <laughs> not okay <laughs> at all and it's weird because like of course like on Twitter what because the there's like so many <laughs> right and they ran that thing for years and it's just like you watch it and you're like there's something not right I think, here I think it's like ringing a bell for me now and then, I'm gonna watch it and I, I'm sure that I will and of course it. it's on YouTube as like because and yeah. so the great thing is of course is then like people can be like did anyone ever see that right. thing? And everyone's like, yes! <laughs> the incest commercial! Wow. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Courtney Stanton. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Darius Kazemi. And Iggy sucks. That's right. <laughs> and this week, we're going to talk about how much Iggy sucks. Who? Oh, Never heard of this dog before. We've done such a good job of not talking about him <laughs> ahead of time. We've covered up the existence of this mysterious character. <laughs> so yeah, we get a new crusader. Yeah. But uh, I think maybe first it might make sense to talk about the new opening credits. Sure. I would love to talk about anything other than Iggy. Great. Any really? Time. Because well, now that you are the here. one who brings him the fuck up all the but time. But now that he's here, all I want to do <laughs> is, is not, talk not talk about him. Um, yeah, the new opening credits are so good. I know that you guys feel more ambivalent about them than I, I do. Think it's, I think it's the song that I makes like me... I like the song. I like the song, too. It's just like, I wouldn't put it in my top six opening credits songs <laughs> out of seven out of seven yeah I no would. top five i think i like it better than than phantom blood but i like it better than phantom blood and the other stardust crusaders op okay. and the first diamond is unbreakable op which i know puts me in like the world yeah, minority. yeah yeah you like that middle diamond is unbreakable yeah OP. it's good see you're weird um i am you know i have good taste <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if it's good i see i don't believe in like good or good bad, taste but... i do and i know that my taste is good <laughs> all right you heard it here first yeah no this no, is not the people first who time listen I've to her i was gonna say <laughs> i think that the opening credits I don't know. It definitely tells the story of this season. Yeah. Yeah. And so I like that. I think part of my issue is that they are a little too not gay enough. The, op the opening I can't credits. believe that you're challenging me on this particular thing so that you know that I can't argue with you. <laughs> God damn it. Well, because my... <laughs> that is, that is my actually Achilles my heel. issue. Okay. Because, because there's cause, well, because I was thinking about how the other because it doesn't emphasize like relationships. Well, because my thing is is that the other season that I really like is Battle Tendency, right. and I love those. But the thing that's different about right. the, these two is that Battle Tendency is is like way more rainbows and like just visually. I mean, yeah, this is still masculine shonen yeah grim dark which is yeah a little not my thing but i still love it because i really like the song and i know that you guys disagree but i watched all of jojo's for the first time at the gym and i'll tell you what this song is really good 
to be on at the gym. I believe you. I completely see that. <laughs> so I was like, would get really, like, really into it. And then, but the other thing is that it's, it is 100% focused on they all go here and then they go yeah. here and then they go here and then they fight this and then they fight yeah. that. And it's not about like the things that they do and feel and experience and yeah. bond together I do, I mean, along the oh, way. I, I do like the, um, the shadows on the wall of all the Greek, all the Egyptian gods. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. The silhouettes and uh, oh, it looks cool. Oh yeah, I know what you're saying though. I agree with you. It's all all the cool stuff is about like uh, milestones in their journey Battle and stuff. not yeah. about like. And it's not like you know Joseph sheds a tear for Caesar in right. In right. My favorite part is the very beginning with. Dio slowly aging while the different generations of Joe stars keep having <laughs> to deal great. with that's, him. Yeah, that's because cool. it's about the relationship that Dio has to the generations of Joe stars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess I just don't think of, like, I know that there is pathos in Stardust Crusaders, but like, it affected me so much less than literally every other art. Well, we'll get to the closing it, credits and we'll talk about right. that. Yeah, but, that, but it, <laughs> so it's like, well, the, right, and the closing credits do it really well. But like for me, Stardust Crusaders just like isn't a particularly emotional arc. Well, all the emotions happen, I think, in the last three episodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like in the last three seconds. <laughs> like, well, right, but like so, so it doesn't seem out of place to me. Whereas, like with Battle Tendency, like Battle Tendency is a very yeah, very emotional. Those assholes were getting are. emotional about every like, fucking thing. Stardust Crusaders is like pretty dry, like a yeah. lot of it. The new closing credits is nothing but them all yeah. hanging out together and being gay and pretty much. They're really, they're great. really good. I definitely. I think I'm. I think I'm. I'm, I'm tied with with this and and uh, Diamond is Unbreakable. My favorite closing credits are definitely the Diamond is Unbreakable ones, but. I think that like this, like I remembered this one as being really good, but it was so much better than I remembered. Like even the yeah. visuals are really interesting. It's also, it's also not too fair a comparison because the Diamond is Unbreakable ones change yeah. over the course of the True. season, whereas this is like always the same. Yeah, closing. except but your feelings also the about Diamond them is un- will change. Breakab- yes. Also, the Diamond is Unbreakable one is, in my opinion, still like even the first version of the Diamond is Unbreakable. Yeah, it's one still is, like, great. It's so good. Like <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time I yes. saw it, just being like, "Holy shit, my life has changed." Well, yeah. I think part of that too is like it's a little. Unfair because the the song that the Diamond is Unbreakable yeah. credits uses is amazing. Amazing. This is uh, <laughs> genuinely uh, all right. Yeah. Sorry, but Pat Metheny, uh, yes. fanboy here. No, uh, I mean, no, it's a great song. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not arguing. My point is, is like this is one of those ones where I actually think that like part of what is great about Stardust Crusaders is that it's like I watched these closing credits for 24 episodes. And my relationship to them changed slow, yeah. like over 24 yeah. episodes. And now having already seen the season, I still like, if I sit and think about it too much, it's like fucking Brokeback Mountain for me. Like I will just start <laughs> yeah. crying because I, I'm i a mess. Even the last time I saw these ending credits, they even made me cry. Yeah. I'm like, I don't yeah. even care about any of these characters. I, I want to talk a little bit about the song, yeah. uh, Last Train Home by the Pat Metheny group. Pat Metheny is straddling the jazz pop continuum, but he's not like a smooth jazz type person. He's definitely always been like someone respected for you know, being a serious jazz musician. Pat Metheny is great. When I was watching Stardust Crusaders for the first time and and the song came up, like, I didn't know this song, but something, like, clicked in the back of my head. Like, I I have to know who this is. Like, 
I feel like I know who this artist is. And when Pat Metheny's name came up, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes complete sense. Uh, apparently, this is a story behind the song Last Train Home. It was used for many years in a series of Christmas advertisements for the southern grocery chain Publix. If you're familiar with Publix, it's I'm like a, it's like a Kroger. Am, yeah. It's like a Kroger. And so starting in like Stardust Crusaders times, like 88 or something, they would have this like very mawkish ad about like for the grocery store. And it was like a harried father on the train home to his going home to his kids for the holidays. Wait, from... Was the song written for it? No, it was not. It was used... they okay. just they just licensed it. But it became a hit song because of its association with this advertisement. I mean, like, like a hit for an instrumental sure, jazz sure. song, you know, and <laughs> Uh, by, the, by those Those standards. don't normally chart, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and Pat Metheny, for a long time, like, had a really bad relationship to the song because people at his concerts, people would be like, play the Christmas song <laughs> or the grocery, play the Publix song, you know? Yeah. And, and like, and, you know, that's that kind of died off because they ran those ad they ran those ads for, uh, like, five or six years at Christmas. So it was, like, pretty, like, ingrained in right. certain markets. But so anyway, that's... That's the sort of brief background on Last Train Home and uh, Pat Metheny. So it was his, like, basically his big hit song. Right. And so they licensed it for this, which makes sense. And it's great. And it's, it's great. So great. It's really good. The whole the full song is good, too. It's uh, it's worth it's worth uh, giving it a listen. I mean, it's not it's all it's still all instrumental, but it's just it's very nice. It's good. And just think of Cocky Wing's beautiful waving scarf the whole time. Gazing, yeah. gazing across the screen at Jotaro. Yeah. You, you follow Jotaro's eyeline right? to Cocky Wing's eyeline. Right, and it goes straight to Cocky eyeline. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, the closing credits, it also does the journey thing. Like you see them, they start in the sort of desert area I and then they, the they go to Luxor. The, where uh, the, the art style of like the locations in mm -hmm. the ED are really similar yeah. to the art style of the locations in the Diamond is Unbreakable. Yeah, it's true. Also. It's like, yeah. it's very kind of like, poster style like bright colors it's yeah. really pretty yeah it's yeah. it's great That's and then nice. at the end you get and, and at the very end you get Jotaro standing in the desert as the wind blows and, and blows his footsteps away yes and it's also um uh but it's but that's also the exact image that Araki had in mind when he wrote Stardust Crusaders initially was right. was was a, a kid in his, a with student sand in his shoes. a student in his school uniform with sand in his shoes walking in the no desert socks. so like yeah no socks slut yep um <laughs> so uh so i think that's a little bit poetic it's kind of cool sure. to like cuz you know the, they when the that in, spoiler yeah. alert when the when the season ends it ends with those closing credits uh right. so um uh, so that does end up being the very last image of Jotaro that you see when you watch Stardust Crusaders so and, that's that's yeah. pretty and that's then, pretty nice and then you yeah. get the the polaroid god yeah that which, they we'll talk about, which we'll talk about in this episode cuz they took they yeah. take that yeah. polaroid in so this episode so let's talk yeah. about how they come into possession of that polaroid but first you had a uh, did you want to talk about Jotaro's line at yeah. the start where so, they're they're so, waiting for the helicopter to come. So we're in the so it's season three, which as we've been saying, it's season three, but now it's congratulations, the anime is now correct too. Yeah. <laughs> it's season three, and it opens because Iraqi finally had to sit down and I think like plot this thing out because he's like, Oh, right, they're in Egypt and they're gonna it's gonna end soon. So now everybody knows what the fuck is going on. So suddenly it actually has a direction and a point. Yeah, so it feels like a completely different experience to watch, as you may have noticed. Like <laughs> it's just like last season, half season, whatever was just. It felt like 
like last half season was yeah. just not like every time you you would turn on an episode, you'd be like, "Who even fucking knows what's gonna happen?" And like, does yeah. it matter? Probably not. But like, have, I'm here. Do you have you ever had a friend who was thinking seriously about getting a divorce, and they were just like, "Let's go on a road trip." <laughs> and so they're like one week they're like i want to get bangs and then like the next week they're like maybe i'll adopt and then like like the next week it's like that was like the first half of stardust and they're just like don't do and they're like i'm getting a tattoo like a full back tattoo you're like don't do these things and then now finally like they're on their way back from the road trip and they're like oh I guess I kind of have to face consequences in my life and like make some real decisions yeah and they're like no I'm gonna like (laughs) I'm gonna like time to commit to a direction and so like take some steps to improve my life yeah I'm like joining a gym you know (laughs) I'm gonna gonna adopt a dog yeah like a dog not a person Uh, you know like horrible horrible dog (laughs) and so it's doing that and so like this season actually opens with meaningful shit. So it's like Jotaro standing around, but he's like, I love his first line is, it should be about time. And I'm like, should it? Should it really? <laughs> so put a pin in that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and then we pretty much go straight into the opening credits, yeah. which we already discussed. Uh, and then as we come out of that, the, the helicopter arrives, the Speedwagon yeah. Foundation helicopter. Which, okay, don't the guys inside that helicopter seem really sinister and menacing as yeah. fuck? Yeah, they're, they're, dra- they're definitely drawn like, that way. I mean, on purpose, because yeah. like it's like, who's this mysterious yeah, helper? But it's also, know? it's like a... It's such like a bait and switch because like <laughs> I had this idea like, oh, maybe they're going to even though I've seen this before. But like, as we all know, Stardust Crusaders did not stick in my mind at all. So or Courtney's apparently I had complete. I was just like, I Courtney was, was like, I thought they found Iggy on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, OK. I, well, I don't did things. apparently. Yeah. I don't know shit. Yeah, OK. Can we talk about Iggy's, Iggy's origin story? OK, one, what was Avdal doing in New York? All right. I think we all know what Avdal or who Avdal was doing in New York. <laughs> yeah. Right. So was he just like because I guess he knew because I thought so, so he Joseph and Joseph and him met, met like three years ago. Yeah. So I guess was it just like a long distance thing? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think Joseph was traveling. He met Avdal and then Avdal became his like traveling companion. <clears throat> and, and so what? He would just like visit him in New York? Yeah. Yes. Would he just like? Have sh- you ever been in a long distance relationship? I mean, that is you, what people do. Yeah, yeah if you met a hunk while you were traveling. Yeah, if you met a hunk while you were traveling and you hooked up, and then like you know, mm. and then you were super rich and could afford to fly him out to see you sometimes, you would do it, right? Uh, I really prefer one night stands where we immediately date and move in together. Okay, Jodoro. Okay, I've never done that. <laughs> uh, no, it's great, and then you get married. Okay, and then you start a podcast together. But yeah, well, <laughs> but uh, I have been in a number of of long distance relationships that involve flying long distances to you know places hang out together yeah um did you ever have to like stay in the same house as their weird wife who can't pick out clothes honestly like i really don't want to get into that yeah we, we probably shouldn't get into that i mean i'm sure joseph just technically actually lives in a literal closet in that place. <laughs> but it's a walk-in, so it's relatively yeah. humane. Yeah, Joseph it's another... absolutely lives in a walk-in closet. Yeah. His and whole like... life is a walk-in closet. Oh, God, that's true. Poor that's thing. so sad. That's why you have so many good clothes, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a wardrobe, man. So, yeah, so Avdal was, like, what, tooling around New York? Yeah, and there was, a do- there was a dog that animal control could not catch which in New York. Which, for some reason, Avdal knew about. Which, of course, means... Like Avdal heard through his either his underworld grapevine or his like fortune teller grapevine or his animal control grapevine, apparently, right. which yeah. he apparently has. Yeah, or like, like well, the he, he did raise those chickens. 
And his his stand is a bird. That's true. Yeah. Oh kind no. Yeah. yeah. But so like so was it just like so was Icky like attacking people with his stand? Like he was probably just farting on people and stealing gum. But it's true though. They would have known. Like, how did they know that he was one of the stand users? Also, another thing. Side note: when they talk about how like okay, well we've used up all the arcana, so I guess we're gonna move on to some other thing. Like. It's very stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, mm, mm, like, you think, you say, where, yes. Where it's like, like, uh, so they accidentally ran into like every single person who has a stand. You know, it's like, right. and like now. Well, not accidentally, one, all of them were right, after them, right? Right, but, but it's like, and the one stand user left. Iggy. The yeah. It's just like really like in the whole world. Okay. Well, I mean, well, that, that. I mean, I know that like obviously that, is, that ends up not being the case. Right. But also like that is what you would expect the fool card to. But I mean, in terms of like just the whole conceit of well, it. Yes. Part four like gets into that more where it's like they're all weirdly drawn. Right. Together. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's. Yeah. It... Araki hadn't made that shit up yet. No. He no. had not. Yes. It's stupid. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, but yeah, Iggy's. What is his like? So the idea they is don't that know where they don't know where born. he was born, but they found him in New York. So why wasn't he just born in New York? Right? Why, why not assume that the dog was born where you found him? Yeah. Right. How old is Iggy? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Iggy's face? Oh God, uh, it's the worst thing about it, him. It is. It is horrible. If Iggy for had a better all, face, I would like him better. That's as a the thing for all of because all right. So pretty like, privilege is real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Damn, Darius. Wow. Damn. Everything about Iggy, like not his stand, but just his personality, is basically just he's a bad dog. But that's just like dog things. Like dogs fart and smell weird, and sometimes and dogs attack people. Eat your hair. Sure. I'm just saying, like, they do, like, right. they're, like, badly behaved sometimes. And, like, he they, has personality problems, as Joseph says. Sure. But, like, it's not like he's not doing, like, extraordinary things for a dog. He's just being a bad dog, but he has a terrifying human face. Yeah. And so that's the thing that is actually the worst thing about Iggy. Oh, yeah. Yes, for me. Those eyelashes. Yes. And, and like, the, the human eyes. And, and the strange mouth that looks like it's going to start talking at any time. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not, I don't want any part of any of it. Yeah, no, it's he's, real bad. he's bad. He's got a little bit of, like, Araki's early attempts at drawing children going <laughs> on there. I mean, Araki has no idea how to draw children or animals. Yeah, so I don't know why he keeps putting them in his story. <laughs> <laughs> because he probably was like, well... The world has children and animals in it. So the he, world has hey, a lot of he things can, he doesn't put in his he can, stories. He doesn't put women in his stories consistently. Yeah. He can okay. draw horses. Yeah, but he's true. As he said in his How to Draw a Manga book, you don't need to have women in a story. You can just have men love each other. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yes. If you want, you can just do If you that. want, you yeah. know, just, just putting that out there. Yeah. Well, and also, I definitely not something I, I never I hear Rocky. Yeah, I would uh, never do this, but. Well, you also obviously don't need to have children because there's many ways that you can work around giving birth and having children, all right? He's he's developed most of them. I love like I love like all the ways in which Iraqi is constantly trolling the public. Like like they're like, I don't know. You could make everyone gay if you wanted. I I have no experience in this. I don't know. <laughs> But, but yeah, let's get back to Iggy's face. Sorry. It's horrible. Okay, well, it's I mean, terrible. That's, that's all I have Iggy's to say. Iggy's face about is it. bad, yeah. and it is like it's also inconsistent. Like, Correct. like it goes uh, it, certainly from episode episode to episode, and sometimes within episodes, yeah. uh, he'll go from having a very human like face, like he does in this episode, to like something slightly more dog like, and then it's kind of it's it's bad. Iggy is haunted. 
Yes. <laughs> we are recording this on Friday the 13th, yeah. which is appropriate for yeah. the day that Iggy comes into our life on this podcast. Iggy is kind of like, you know how in like old video games, there were like three character models for every character, and one of them was like the really shitty one that's like for the overworld map. And yeah. then there was like a slightly better one for battles, and then there was like an actually good one for or, CG yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like how Iggy is. Except yeah. It's really disorienting <laughs> because it's not a video game. Yeah. yeah. I will say, I think our theory of Iggy is like a heat sink for all the shitty humor uh, really holds up uh, yeah. because immediately, like one of the things that, as we were saying earlier, that this season is so much more like, feels like it has like a purpose to it, uh, is that all the characters feel like characters yeah. again. So like Avdol is back to being group mom and like, and like Polnareff is like, the zany one, but right. he's not he's not vulgar. Kakuin right. is sarcastic. Yeah, Kakuin's sarcastic. Jotaro's stoic. Like it's pretty, right. you know, it's we're kind of back to like what should have been instead there. of everyone peeing on each other and feeding each other poop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really gotten out of control there for and a like, minute. Really yeah. like, Thank you for reining it in, Araki. Yeah. yeah. No no <laughs> one's in danger of like being forced to like lick a toilet after it's been pissed on by someone else right, or like, like or, real weird yeah, yeah. It yeah. Got except really, for iggy but yeah. that's fine right. like that's but his I job iggy is like rice iggy is like like when you put he a absorbs, phone yeah, he, yeah like you yeah. put stardust crusaders in rice and it absorbs all the like shitty bathroom humor and then like or or it's or he's like um He's like when you put baking soda in the fridge to absorb right, all to the absorb odors, stench, yeah. and so then it like smells really bad. Yeah. But at least the rest of your fridge is fine. That's yeah. Iggy. That's Iggy. Yeah. Iggy he's is the, the baking he's soda. He's the baking soda in the fridge at Stardust Crusaders. Yeah. Yeah. Stand is the world. He's right. They officially right. are like we know that that's what it is. We don't know what it does, but it's the only one left. Right. So, um, but we know in all the video games, he yells the world. <laughs> We know there's a meme. It probably so, suggests the world. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that the way that Iraqi's logic <laughs> works. The world, which suggests suitcases. You yeah. know, like, Roundness. <laughs> it's probably a round stand, like a bouncy ball of Definitely, some kind. Definitely, yeah. Uh, Joseph gets a new hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he gets a replacement. One. Yeah, that's And good. then when that guy gets his hand cut off, um, for a second, I thought it was Joseph's other hand. And I was like, <laughs> Joseph cannot get a break. And then I was like, wait, Joseph doesn't lose both hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, right. Finally, something crashes that Joseph Joestar was not piloting. Yes. Or inside. Yeah. yeah. And Jodor is real fucked up about it. Well, because there's this fucked up fingernail, like the guy yeah. like, scratching at the thing, which they did not censor because I guess they draw the line at fingernails. Yeah, fingernails being pulled back from yeah, the flesh. Yeah, it's like disgusting. It's I was, even worse I, I recoiled. ACDC's fingernail yeah. powers because there's something way worse about it not being in. Also, they censored his fingernail powers. No, they like didn't. They, they didn't. We've been over this. One oh, okay. and two. Right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah. sorry. All right. yeah. But yeah, the pilot. It's, one of them is drowned in the middle of the desert. Yeah, yeah they, they find his mouth full of water and a, with, fish. and a fish, and the other one is severely dehydrated. Right. Okay, I think I solved the mystery of the fish. Okay, I think he had eaten fish earlier. <laughs> a goldfish. He had swallowed he had a goldfish. Eaten a goldfish. Yeah, he had swallowed yeah, okay, a live great. fish. So the water. That's the that's, so those are the rations that Speedwagon Foundation gives you when you go out on a mission. Here's your bag. So you of know goldfish. what it is. You know what it is. It's a red herring. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It yeah. is, though. It's, because they're like, oh, my gosh, something, something, the ocean. But actually, it was just he had a fish in his stomach. And also, <laughs> the stand is water. Okay. there was It was water in his lungs. Yeah, it was his he lungs. He inhaled yeah. a fish earlier. So <laughs> who among us? <laughs> has not inhaled a fish. So this is, this is my thing. Is he choked to death on the fish that he inhaled. 
Mm, that, he drowned. All right. The idea is it's supposed to be you drown in the middle I'm telling of the you that if you inhaled a fish, you'd probably die. Well, let's find out <laughs> on you. <laughs> I, my Tune in next week. My complaint on this is that... It makes no sense. It makes no fucking sense because that's not the stand's powers. Right. The stand doesn't like remove water from one thing and add it Put to it another or something. He, it's a sonar stand. Yeah. Does it not remove water from... I mean, so we know that it removes water from one thing. That guy. But we, but we never... We don't, we don't never, get... We don't get confirmation that that's... We, he never uses it Maybe he was just again. really thirsty. It's like, it's just one of those weird things. Wait, where how like, long had they been laying out there for? No idea. Like a few minutes, probably. Like it had just happened. That's the thing. It's, this is one of those times where Iraqi had a really cutesy horror setup and he was like, it's going to, I'm going to put it right here. And then it's like, a, and he, then he forgot. Just forgot about it. Yeah. He just totally forgot. She's like, oh, also well, the stamp can constantly. do that. I know. It's just yet another time where I'm like, yeah, it's really creepy. And cool. Like, remember when he forgot about Santana existing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's just like, it's just a tiny, but I'm like, dude, you forgot, like, in the, it's, it's, it's in, it's in one arc. He, this is right, like six this. issues and he couldn't keep track of this one Stan's right, fucking power like, set. A, a Rocky, around a Rocky County to 10 would be like one. <laughs> Yeah. Where was I? Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, dude, it's one character sheet. Rocky, just keep please track of never go on medication for ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, usually I don't subscribe to the theory of psychiatric meds uh, make your creativity worse, but I will make an exception just this one time. <laughs> like, it's like, it's not even like keeping track of multiple threads across like multiple seats. I'm just like, this is the same arc and you couldn't hold it together. Yep, I'm yep. like, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah. So we come across this really horrifying scene, and Jotaro understandably freaks out. Yeah, not understandable to me, but I also <laughs> am freaked out. It's just always weird to me what gets to him and what does not. I'm just like, oh, you still have some humanity that can be punctured. Look at you. Yeah, well, you're still a teen. He's just a kid. I know. He just pretends to be really. He does defended or he's just you know the callus is real thick in some places yeah. and not because i mean in this same episode kakuin gets blinded and he doesn't have shit to yeah, say about yeah, it and uh he's when they're like on that the car that's like being oh, the buggy. tipped over yeah. and uh and jotaro just has has one hand in his pocket yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's just like mm. um but i mean i think that like that's the thing is that like kakuin getting blinded is like too traumatic so like yeah that that he freezes up about. I know. But with this other thing, it's just like, it's a different, you know, it's like a different yeah. category. It doesn't affect him as like closely. It's like when you're traumatized. So when like a loved one dies, you feel nothing. But if you see like a dead bird on the street, you're right. like crying. Yeah. Right. No, I know. It's like, and this is all stuff that we're making up because I actually think what it is is a Rocky lost track of who was going <laughs> to do a reaction. And he was like, oh, I guess it'll be Jotaro for reasons. It's just, it's, it's weird to me. It's yeah. uneven and weird to me. We come across this disturbing scene. One guy is still alive. He asks for water. Well, he's, they think he asked for water. Right. I think he's just trying to say that the water is going to kill me. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and Joseph <laughs> gives him water, and then the water fucking kills him. And it's a really gory, like face slashing decapitation. Rips the shit out of his head and face. And it's really bloody. Shout out to Crunchyroll for doing the censorship by just doing a very tight outline. <laughs> cameo style blackout so that we could still see exactly what was going on just without color yeah it was amazing it was still super gory and disgusting yeah i was yelling in my living room yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. real gross thanks especially since most of the time everything is just a whole black screen um really Man. appreciated 
seeing <laughs> all the viscera anyway. Speedwagon Foundation employees have a very dangerous job. Yeah, man. <laughs> they were just yeah, like, why would you sign up for that job? Uh, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm I sure think that the benefits are. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's like working on an oil rig where it's like yeah. really dangerous, but you get like a lot of money for or the Or like uh, being a garbage man. Probably more dangerous than being a garbage. <laughs> no, yeah, probably more but, dangerous. But no, but you yeah. make you make a lot of money, but then yeah. you have to smell like garbage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's less deadly. Far more dangerous, probably. I hope I mean, more I, dangerous. I should think so. I hope it's <laughs> I hope the people who collect our trash weekly don't have to risk their lives like that. Yeah, I hope so too. Yes. Now I'm worried. But they're probably paid slightly less than Speedwagon employees. Yeah. Probably. And yes. people who work on oil rigs. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's all right. I see your point. Yeah, so it all, <laughs> all shakes out in the end. So a giant hand is what comes yes. out of yeah. the, the hand made of water, comes out of this thing, the canteen, and slashes the dude up. And then, yeah, and then as we mentioned, it blinds Kakuin, and there's a, yeah, bo- a bunch of confusion. It literally scratches his eyes out. Yeah. Not, uh, not out well, of his but it, like, but like but it, it like scratches his like his down eyes. and like across his retinas and like corneas. Yeah, or corneas I know this because I currently have a scratched cornea, and I'll tell you what, it sucks ass. Oh, another thing I was going to say about the Speedwagon Foundation. Yes. Which is. Jotaro seems to like not totally know who they are. Yeah. yeah. These are your Which friends from, you know, what does he like, call them? Uh, your friends from, he definitely mischaracterizes them to Joseph. He's like, oh yeah, these are your buddies from back in New York yeah. or something. Like, Yeah. And it's like, like, I'm just trying to think about how Jotaro like has gone through his life. Like, so he doesn't know. He's like one of these like mob children who like yeah. doesn't know. Like he just knows that like his family's rich and like has lots of people in the house all the time, but like has no idea what's actually going on. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean that's that yeah. seems correct. Totally. Yes. You know, it's very realistic. I'm, well, like, also really all that stuff's it. happening in New York, so he's so, he's somewhat insulated from it in Japan. Right. right? Except so. he doesn't like wonder why his house is so huge why there's a library this is Jotaro he probably doesn't sure it's just it's just like interesting this also makes me wonder it's actually realistic he probably just goes yari yari (laughs) yeah but like with all the fighting and stuff I'm just like how many consequences of his shit has he just like never experienced because of the Speedwagon Foundation I love the idea that like someday he'll be like 35 and he'll like wake up one morning and be like wait (laughs) <laughs> I was so privileged. I, yeah, I have so much privilege. <laughs> no, I think he's like just going to go into academia and just be insufferable. Yeah. Honestly. At least he doesn't talk that much. That's, that's honestly true. the best thing you can say yeah. about him. So, yeah, this, yeah, that's that's a weird relationship there, Jotaro and the Speedwagon Foundation. Although, I mean, we do know that that eventually there's more stuff between him and the foundation, but like right yeah. now it's it's really yeah. weird. I assume that Jorno's Empreg workaround children will grow up the same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so chaos ensues and uh Indul corners them. We find out that you know it cuts away and we find out that he's this blind man who is like on a sand dune some distance away. Uh and he's and we do learn we do we learn in the in this episode that it's sonar based or is that that uh, sound yeah. based? Yeah, it is because he grabs the fly, right? Or is yeah. that yeah, yeah? Or he almost grabs the fly and right. then he throws a rock at it, right? Yeah. And then and then he's like, oh yeah, and it's, of course it's the fly that that uh, yeah. that Dio sexted to Joseph. Which, I mean, not the same fly, yeah, but, no, but but the same bre- like yeah, the same species, species, yeah. Which we already discussed that. How does Dio know? Or how did how did Indul, Indul know that 
that's how they figured out where Dio right. was. Right. And my my thought is that you know we know the communication between Joseph and Dio is basically bidirectional, like right. anything one knows, the other knows through that sort of thing. So, so Joseph sexted it to Dio. Yeah, somehow. Dio figured it out from his connection to Joseph what happened right. and then Dio told. Presumably all nine of the people when they were in hoods gathering at his headquarters. I will say that Stardust Crusaders does a good job with um, having a villain who is blind and has occluded eyes, but doesn't seem like that is like why they're evil. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because that's like a really bad trope generally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Someone has like cataracts, which means that they're like a demon. And I think that they do a really good job having a villain who is both blind and a bad person. And well, but but not. But it's not like. Right. Like being blind didn't make yeah, him evil, right? And yeah. it's not like his eyes are like something scary about him. Yeah, yeah. like that's not. So I think that like I'm I'm actually impressed because I remembered that he was blind and I was like, oh god, it's bad. But no, yeah, yeah I, I also appreciated that because I was just like, okay, I was like, oh no, yeah, oh no, and I was like, oh no, okay, yeah, it's not bad. It's fine. This is just like. I feel like anyone could be using yeah. this sonar ability. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then at, basically at that point it's that's the end of the episode. It sort of just smash cuts and and finishes when they're up on that car and they're about to get thrown. Oh, there's right? that really good palette swap the whole time that Kakuin is getting his eyes fucked oh, up. Oh yeah. Where Beautiful. it's basically just diamond is unbreakable. Yeah, colors. yeah, with yeah. the with the sky and everything. Yeah, and yeah. like just super pastel y. Yeah. It's really nice. They've yeah. done that a few times yeah. now. Yep. And I really feel like yep. every time they did it, <laughs> someone yep. in, I was in the, the art thought. direction department because they do it again in the yeah. next episode. And I, it's like every single time they swap into that, I'm just like, somebody is taking notes yeah, somewhere. Just like, we should just someone make it like, like this, this all the time. Really fucking fun yeah <laughs> like what if the sky was always yellow yeah. <laughs> what if everyone was pale lavender and turquoise yeah. and light blue and that's it yeah and they're just like furiously what if they also had really soft noses yeah. <laughs> yeah. so so yeah so that is that is the whole episode is, is getting ready to do the fight basically yeah but uh, you can already feel that like this this part of Stardust Crusaders is better it's definitely going in a direction it feels more so, confident yeah exactly he's leaving breadcrumbs about dio right again so it just like as soon as you bring dio back into it it gets more interesting yeah again, and that's so. not to say that there aren't going to be other like monster of the week type episodes but like this season is just way way stronger <laughs> well there's only nine of them to fight instead right. of 16 but also what it, what it means right. is we end up with a lot of two and sometimes three part fight episodes yeah, so you know, we'll but, see but how that goes but, but they're good though i mean i know the next one's gonna be good yeah the next one is great yeah. unlike last season i think every every sort of villain arc in this season is like defensible as a good one yeah. <laughs> they're, well they're at yeah. least pretty memorable and like distinctive yeah also araki there's no has... high priestess shit yeah yeah, yeah. and araki has does seem to have like I guess he's already run out of like basic stand types. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So he's getting to like, all right, some more conceptual shit. Well, and I think some of the character designs and stuff are much stronger yeah. and yeah. better. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Also, we get a lot more Dio. Yeah. yeah. Like so much more and Dio. Like, and a lot more just like lore and just, it just, it feels, it's better. Yeah. It's beautiful, powerful, big, deep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We'll see that for next time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Good night. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura, Aura, Oregon, at StreamPDX Mobile Podcast Studio. Thank you to the folks at StreamPDX and Open Signal. 
Our music is The Freakout Experiment by Tobias Weber. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to iTunes and leave us the kind of review that Iggy would leave for coffee-flavored gum. 